I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu, and this is our latest episode where we look at some of the most recent news stories from the world of TV and film. In today's show, new trailers, Blue Beetle, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Barbie, Power Rangers Once and Always, and I think there's another one, I don't know. Um, a long-lost character is returning to the MCU, a live-action Moana is on its way, and the cast of Scott Pilgrim, or the Scott Pilgrim anime, has been announced. You'll be surprised who they are. <laughs> Before we get into that, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Stew Podcast. So, Jason, how about you kick things off? What is our first movie topic? All right. So, Zolo... Maraduena stars in the first official trailer for DC's Blue Beetle. So after Jaime unexpectedly finds an ancient relic of alien biotechnology, he becomes a superhero, whether he likes it or not. Now, this is an interesting one. I would say, outside of comics, this would be a lesser-known DC superhero, although the character has appeared mainly in animation, whether it's the Young Justice animated series, Batman, Brave and the Bold, Teen Titans, the Judas Contract movie. So he has appeared. He was even in an episode of Smallville. But for a lot of people, he would be, hey, look at this new character. My thought before seeing this trailer, Warner Brothers have just released a DC movie about a teenage superhero. He's yeah. not doing too well at the box office. Like we I enjoyed mean, it, we gave really not. <laughs> a good review. But their next film, their next big budget movie, is a teenage superhero. But the the response online has been overwhelmingly positive. I've got mates that are like, do you know what? Can't be doing with DC. I can't be doing with them. This actually looks entertaining. This looks fun. I'm hearing nothing but good things about people reacting to this trailer. Yeah. Look, I mean, let's be honest. Like, it, it's interesting where this movie's sort of come from. You know, like, it was it was made to be like a HBO Max, um, you know, like, or straight to HBO Max kind of film. Obviously, they took a look at it and went, hang on, we've got something uh, potentially pretty special here. Let's give it a theatrical release, which they're doing. Obviously, did not feel the same way about Batgirl. That's a whole other thing. Um, so obviously, look, there must be something, there must be something to this. Now, watching this, watching this trailer, look, it looks pretty fun. You know, like there's you know, whether whether we look at some, like, recent sort of teenage superhero type things, something like a Miss Marvel, Spider-Man or something like that, like, it's got those vibes and it's got that energy. We've got the, you know, one of the main kids from Cobra Kai. That's exciting for Cobra Kai fans. Yeah, a little part of this, you know, it does kind of look like a Spider-Man, Iron Man type suit. You know, the common audience is going gonna, is gonna to be like, look, that's what I'm seeing. And I guess that's that's okay. But I think there's a few things that this movie's got to fight against. And look, the DC films at the moment are not obviously performing as they should, even when the movie is pretty decent. So it's got that problem. There's no real big star in the leading role unless you're familiar with Cobra Kai. 
you know, like he's not a household name. Um, and yeah, it's essentially for the majority of the average moviegoer, it's a fairly new, unknown character. There's a few things this movie has got to fight against. Yeah, but again, I'm going back maybe to all of that. All of that might be a positive. Maybe that's what I was going to say. Yeah. This is not a Dwayne Johnson movie, like with Black Adam, like the actor was front and center. And, and yeah, a lot of people will know the actor from Cobra Kai, but it's, they're going to watch it for the superhero, for the character of Blue Beetle. You know, one bit of negativity I did see online, some, some people aren't happy that George Lopez refers to Batman as a fascist. Other than that, <laughs> all positive. That scene at the end, I couldn't believe what we were seeing. You got to see... Because the, the thing with Jaime as Blue Beetle, he's actually the third Blue Beetle. The first one, Dan Garrett, was an archaeologist. And that was like in the time of pulp heroes. And then when you had Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, who for the longest time was the only Blue Beetle, and he had the bug that the characters are flying in this trailer. But you see the Ted Cord. Blue Beetle costume as well. It's like, oh, wow, is he going to be in it? I remember there was rumours of Jason Sudeikis playing Ted Cord, all that was flying around at one point. But it's like, right, okay. So this is either one of the last DCEU films. I just love the fact that James Gunn, again, like he's so vocal online. And yeah, that big announcement, Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters and all of that, but we still don't really know. See, it kind of sounds like this is one of the last DCEU films, or if received positively at the box office, it could actually be the yeah. first DCU film. So we we don't know, but there's mention of Batman, the legacy heroes. We're seeing that there's been three Blue Beetles already. But anyway, this trailer, it, it looks fun. It looks fun. The opening was a good gag where a lot of people are new to the character. And he presents as a rich kid, but then there's a joke. He's not really. He's a cleaner. Like, and in, he's in his working there, and you see him with his family. It just looks a lot of fun. The the way that they're showing off the suit and what it can do cuts the bus in half. Is in space, and it's like wow, there's a lot going on. But you mentioned, you know, Spider Man, Iron Man, a bit of a combination. I was definitely getting like this could be DC's. Spider-Man. I was getting that vibe in a good way, thinking this could be something fun where it can be a teen superhero, but without being a man-child, which we get in the in the <laughs> film. So it can actually be an authentic teen, talking like a teen, doing teen things, but has superpowers as well. I think this... Yeah, and is a teen, really doesn't good. turn into an adult. Like, you're right, and, you know, like the family elements in the in this trailer again i'm getting good vibes like this uh, this seems to be like there's a charm to this and i'm like cool 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 so we'll have to see how it goes now i'm curious like what's your thoughts with this because i know like like uh like the version like the ted cord version of blue beetle is is probably the more i guess like the more well-known common one that you'd you'd go to and, and i know often he's been paired up with you know, like Booster Gold is sort of like a bit of a, and, you know, and in that, maybe because of that, he's either sort of a more of a comedic character. Do you think they've they've chosen to go with the with the Jaime character or version of the of Blue Beetle to maybe, again, if this potentially could be 
part of the future of, of DC. Do you think maybe yeah. they're saving maybe a booster gold pair up movie for the could be well not character? well we know that we're getting the booster gold TV series and we also know that TV film video games is all interconnected. So whether Ted Cord is in this or they just mention him, Cord Industries is in there, you see his Blue Beetle outfit or the saving for Booster Gold. But this Blue Beetle, he's been the Blue Beetle since I think 2005. I mean, that's a fair, it's, that's a it's fair not, amount of time. It's not brand new. I remember it was during the Infinite Crisis crossover when he first appeared and it was this big thing, new thing. But it's been around for a while. There's, I mean, again, it was in Smallville, which yeah, you know, ended a few years ago. Cool. And look, a few years ago, by now. going with this character, you know, there's a a bit more of a there's a wider audience that they can sort of appeal to. There's a bit of representation here, which is which is all good. We're mixing it up, and I guess we are getting the teenage kind of character. And I, I suppose, like in the in the world of DC, whether we're talking what's gone or what's to come, we haven't really got a real teenage superhero again except for shazam and obviously that's a different sort of situation. and that's a whole family of teenage superheroes well, but, it's, but it's a it's a it's a different thing it it's yeah a different thing. this, this is, feels like more of an authentic teen mm-hmm. in this one even, I, I think it looks, flash, it looks a little bit older you know like it seemed like an older sort of not super old but like an older character yeah, I did like in the opening the little cameo from Big Belly Burger in DC Comics. That's the popular fast food chain. It features prominently in the Arrowverse TV shows, in animation, and we get it in the opening. When Jaime first brings the Beetle home, it's in a Big Belly Burger burger box. That's a that's pretty that's a pretty cool Easter egg slash trivia stuff there that you bring to the table. I like that. That's that's awesome. We've got the latest trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, revealing more insight into Miles' journey into the sprawling multiverse. And interestingly, the trailer references the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, when one Spidey says, don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and that little nerd back on Earth 199999999. I'm not sure how many nines are, but it's... They've gone back to that. They kind of chop and change. In the comics, the the main universe or the main Marvel universe is 616. And I think they've said yeah. it at one time in the MCU, but now they're going back to I think, the other way. I think the only time they – I could be wrong. Maybe they mentioned it in Doctor Strange, but I think the only time they, they referred to the MCU as Earth 616 was through – the, through Mysterio, and obviously he was full of shit. Oh, so. that's right. So it wasn't true. So okay, maybe just, just to clarify, it is Earth one and then five nines. That's how many nines is in it. But that is this animated movie referring to the events of Nowhere Home, which is pretty cool. And not just that, I mean, it feels like, not in a bad way, everything is in the trailer. And apparently there is a lot more to come. I mean, so many spider characters and it just looks it I mean I'm gonna say it looks phenomenal. This yeah. movie looks fantastic. That first film is like wow, we've not seen anything like this before. They've not just done a sequel to that, they've not gone, can you remember how that looked? We're just gonna do that again, we're gonna stick a number two on it. Enjoy. It looks like they've just got next level on it. 
Yeah. And if if we remember, like, for the longest time, wasn't this, this was like part one of two. And obviously we've got the third film, you know, on the horizon beyond the Spider-Verse. So, I mean, whatever happens in this is all going to be, and not in a bad way, it's all going to be set up for the potential third film. So I feel like, you know, you're saying there's a lot more to come. Yeah, for sure. Whatever happens to this movie, it's got to be one half of the rest of whatever they've yeah. got in store for us. And it's crazy. Like the number of different Spider-Man variants, characters, references to Scarlet Spider. Like like insane. And you know, just just having like this glimpse back into this um you know into this Spider-Verse animated movie world is I don't know, it just brings back all of those feelings from watching that first one and being like, oh, wow, like what a surprise hit gem. I remember watching that first trailer for that for that first movie and it was just like, oh, look at this animation. Like this is not what I was expecting at all. Like, I thought this, you know, you think, oh, they're making an animated Spider movie. Okay, that could be, that could be fun, probably pretty average, whatever. And it just blew me away. So just, just knowing yeah. that we're going to get back to that and now we're going into the spider verse and it's just going to be crazy and of course they did the f- they they throw in the finger gag thing <laughs> yeah I mean, i'll never say finger gag ever again no. that, that <laughs> yeah that sounds rude but but mayday it's like parker it's like next level oh, the kid mayday baby yeah <laughs> a baby toddler child <laughs> pregnant spider woman which was a thing at one time in the comics like it's just Oh wow, they're pulling from so many different things. And Spider-Man 2099 just seeming so prominent in, in this story. It's interesting that you've got Miles as Spider-Man, but it's not just about all the other Peter Parkers. Miguel, that's his name, isn't it? Is it Miguel O'Hara or Miguel? I think that's what it is. Miguel. No, Miguel O'Hara sounds yes. I think that's that's him. Cool. But it's Okay, so it's not just a Peter Parker story. I mean, we get Peter Parker back from that first movie, and that's where Mayday comes into it. But this, yeah, it, it looks fantastic. And I'm watching this trailer, and I'm like, look what Sony can do with Spider-Man. Look what they can do. And then they give us live-action films like Morbius and Venom, and it's like, oh, man, they couldn't be any far apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but... Uh, it- it looks great. And do you know what? I forgot how soon it's kind of, what is it? The first of June. Yeah. It's really soon. Yeah. Like that is essentially, I guess it's going to sound stupid, but it's like next month we'll be able to say it comes out next month. <laughs> so it comes out in two months, but yes, you're right. It comes out in two months. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, less than two months. Like, it is really soon months. though. It is, it is really soon. There's, there's so many good films out now or films that, that, that look good. I've not necessarily got to yet, but good word of mouth, like the oh, like Dumbledore, for the, Dungeons and Dragons, like the biggest, and like movie month in a while with just like big things. I'll be honest, just didn't get around to them all. Like there's so many. I'm like, ah, that's on my list for. I'm still planning on going to the movies just for fun. I know we're not going to review them, but just for fun, Dungeons and Dragons. Like I'm hearing such great word of mouth on that one and then just around the corner i mean tonight i've just watched the super mario brothers movie evil dead rise is like a couple of weeks away there's just yes yeah, so many good things coming out at the moment and then as you say in one month you can say in one month's time spider-man <laughs> of course the spider-verse will be out oh, it's, 
it's crazy. I just this is not enough time. Um, but look, maybe we could just watch movies at home instead, like the new Power Rangers movie. I I guess we are calling it a movie, right? It's in the movie news section. We're sticking it's with a movie. it. On IMDb. It's a movie. Um, so the Power Rangers are back in the newest trailer for. I told you there was a lot of trailers for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always, which takes place 30 years after the original show. Um, yeah, so we got this trailer. I mean, look, it's what's interesting, and you know, it's worth noting this is the first, I guess, like Power Rangers thing besides, I suppose, like besides the. The, like the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie and the the reboot movie from twenty, I want to say eighteen, could be wrong, could be a little bit earlier than that, but um, that doesn't use Japanese footage. So essentially, it's it's all, I want to say American made, but most of it would have been filmed in New Zealand or, or whatnot. But again, so footage of like the the Zords and stuff. It's all new. It's all brand new, shiny, American made, American produced. Yeah. But we've got returning, let's call them legacy characters. We've got the old Mighty Morphin suits. There's, you know, old villains, Rita Repulsa, now like a robot demon thing. It's crazy. Uh, look, I've got some questions. I'm sure they're going to give me answers. This seems nice. It looks cheap. It looks corny. It looks wonderful. Oh, <laughs> it I, looks like I'm Honestly, I'm so excited. I can't believe it. I'm 40 next year. But I'm sat here saying I'm really looking forward to this, and I am. When it came out in '93, like Power Rangers was everything. I was the right age, and you know I'm older than you are, so I stopped before you did. You went a little bit further, so you've got more knowledge of Power Rangers. I went to the end. I went to the end of Galaxy, and right. then I tuned in very rarely on some later seasons. But so there you go. But you, yeah, so you got to see more of it. But for me, it's like it. it I still can't believe they've done this. Like, it really feels like a proper send-off to, like, kids that watched it from 93, you know, onwards, and all these years later, big anniversary, 30-year anniversary, and they go, do you know what? We're going to do one final send-off on Netflix who have got the, the rights to Power Rangers, and they're going to be starting the whole thing brand new. Am I interested in that? I'm not, no, to be honest, but this is, like, my era so the fact that they've done it, original cast members, and I keep checking the calendar. It comes out on a Wednesday. I think it's the 19th. I'm like, I cannot. <laughs> I, honestly, I cannot wait. And you're going to come on Sounds Like Comics. First time in a while. Yeah, dragging me back in for that. I think it's going to be, well, you've, you've been doing the Marvel shows. I think the last one was She-Hulk. And you're coming back yeah. for Power Rangers. I'm I'm looking forward to the well, show. Look, looking forward to I mean, we, we did the, we did. The, the three seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So this we is, did, this and is it was. Uh, I think it was like two and a half hours that review. It was like one <laughs> was of the long longest shows ever. <laughs> but I mean, look, it's worth noting that look, it's not all. It, essentially, from the original roster, we've got we've got Zach and Billy, the actors who played Zach and Billy. Then we've got, um, you know, from, you know, like from I think it was the third season where they did a you know bit of a, a change up. We've got Adam yeah. and. Um, Aisha, Rocky. Aisha, Rocky, Rocky. Adam's going to be in it, but he doesn't seem Adam's to like, because we've got Zach as the as the Black Ranger. Is it is it Adam and Aisha who were like on the 
wherever they are, the space station, probably yes. somewhere floating. And then as the as the Pink Ranger, cat. it's Cat. cat. Who yep. I remember changes to actual cat. It was a thing. I, it, it was, was a thing. long time ago. <laughs> Only for a few episodes, didn't they move past that? And, oh, did they? Uh, but no, it, yeah, but it you know, it's it's interesting to know, like again, if you had watched the later seasons where essentially, you know, like when you know Zordon was kind of like <laughs> I don't know if this is a spoiler. It's been many years, but it's like Zordon's tube thing was like destroyed and like his pure energy or whatever, like pretty much turned all the villains back into, into like good normal humans and stuff, including Rita Repulsa. She turned into a very nice lady, but then she came back in like, I think it was like wild force or something as like some sort of like mother nature type, like goddess you know, again, like very friendly kind of being. So again, I don't know what this robot face Rita is. So that'll be exciting to to learn about kind of thing. But I'm glad they haven't just retconned everything and been like, Rita survived and she's back and she's still evil. And it's like, oh no, but what about all that stuff? So it looks like there's continuity. The Trini character looks like some sort of very nice, I guess, like send off or like, I guess, uh, dedication to her within the story like, to the character to the actress to the that character away. Uh, the actual, yeah yeah 100%. and it's her it's it's trini's daughter isn't it that's the new character in this yes yes that's, but it's um, interesting to, cool. to know about the sort of the characters or the actors that aren't coming back or aren't participating now amy joe johnson who you'd know as kimberly played the pink ranger um you know, she shut down claims that she turned down the mighty Morphin power rangers reunion special over money um what she's saying is that, like, you know, her in spandex in her 50s, not the best thing. Like, I get it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's an interesting one because they, I mean, you know, the unfortunate passing of Jason David Frank, Green Ranger does appear from what we've seen in the trailer. But who is but, it? But when they shot it, it was before his passing. You know, so he... Declined to be a part of it, and and showed, so did she. But other actors have chosen to come back, and you know they've got their reasons. She had hers, and I'm looking forward to it. I am really looking mm. forward to it. Liv Tyler's Betty Ross will return in Captain America: New World Order, joining the MCU for the first time since 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Um. <laughs> They're just making an incredible Hulk film, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, let's remind everybody about the weird, um, you know, rights issue with with Hulk. So, like, Disney, Marvel Studios and all that, they they don't have the production rights to make a Hulk movie, but they do have, I think they have the distribution rights or something. It's something, it's really confusing. I think it's the distribution. I think Universal have the distribution. I think that's where the where the oh, comes right. from. Sorry, yes. So they can make a movie, but then Universal will be the ones to distribute it. So it's sort of like, wow, they do it unless they come up with some sort of weird deal or whatnot. So essentially, that's why we haven't seen another Hulk movie. However, Hulk is featured prominently in Avengers movies, Thor Ragnarok, She-Hulk. Obviously, is some sort of other you know kind of loophole there. It's fine. This honestly does sound like Thunderbolt Ross is back. Um, 
Betty's back, obviously. The leader. The leader. Um, so many characters. So many characters. This actors really is, are back. Is I mean, if I was if I was Universal, I'd be keeping a close eye and being like, "Hey guys, we see what you're doing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. I but think you know what? Making a Hulk too very sneakily. <laughs> yeah. Poor Captain America. This is supposed to be Sam's moment. Yeah, but I thought it, what's yeah. about it. It's, it's odd, isn't it? We need to wait and see what it's going to look like. But when we did our review of What If, that animated series on Disney+, Plus, it was interesting for the first time since the Ed Norton Hulk film, they referenced it. Because you remember there was an episode where it was that scene where it was on, on the campus and it was lifted mm. from that movie you know the the story unfolded differently, but it's the first time the MCU since two thousand eight had actually referenced it. And now, Liv Tyler's back. Who who's who's um? I'm blanking. Playing the leader. It's um. Help me out here. Is it Tim? No, it's Tim Blake Tim, Nelson. Blake, Tim yeah. Blake Nelson. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of like the they was leaning into it a little bit with what if. And now with this Captain America 4 movie, of all places, they're having an incredible Hulk reunion. But do you know what? I mean, of course we would be watching the movie regardless. But then, of course, you know, like we look at it and say, oh, you know, where's our excitement level? How, are we, how pumped are we for it? I'm going to say, like, not really that. Nothing's really getting me really going for it, you know. Like I would say that the Captain America movies have been some of the best, uh, you know, standalone sort of films, despite you know the Civil War one being pretty much Avengers 2.0. But um, like I don't know, I, I'm not, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. The show was alright. But well, I've said it before. Know, it, it's it's still my least favorite MCU TV yeah. series. My least favorite. That's just not a correct like opinion. But anyway, that's, that's it's got but, nothing to do with Captain America. Like, there was just something about that show. It just I don't know. Anyway, well, yeah. I would say I would say, look, the idea of this movie, everything to do with Captain America, or like you know, Falcon becoming Captain America, and it, and it's not the fact that it's a team. I don't know. It's just I, I'm not excited for it because I'm like oh, I don't really know what, it, what the movie is. It's a new Captain America. Maybe if it was just a Falcon movie, I would be okay with it. I don't know. But do you know what? Suddenly you throw all these incredible Hulk characters back in. I'm like, now I'm interested because now I'm like, oh, like this is, yeah, like it's like, oh, they're doing something. They're doing something. I'm very I curious. They're something, I mean, they're doing that, something cheeky here. I they've, um, sure. they've added Harrison Ford to the cast. I mean, I, I mean, I'm interested. I am interested, but it's, it's, what comes know. out first, this or Thunderbolts? It's this, right? Has to be this, yeah. Has to be this because, yeah, yeah they're, they're still reworking Thunderbolts. I'm pretty sure they've got new writers on it as well, so that's yeah. not finalized and ready to shoot yet. Yeah, it's going to be this. Very exciting. Um, look, another trailer for for you that we've that we've checked out. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling star in the all new trailer for Greta Gerwig's Barbie. So many Barbies, so many Kens. <laughs> yes. No, look, we had that first little teaser. And this one, this trailer is called like Teaser 2. And it very much is because there's not really much in the way of story or anything, but we get to enter the world of Barbie. And I've got to say, like, this look, like the look of the world, I'm not saying the movie looks great. 
because I'm still on the fence. I'm understanding. Although I do have a lot of faith in that Greta Gerwig to bring something special. But the look of this Barbie world, the pastel colors, like it looks, it looks amazing. When she, like, it looked like wow, like <laughs> when she takes off her shoes, yeah, and, and, and she's still... and she's still in the position that the Barbie doll come in. It's just, her feet are like, it's but I still don't know what this is like tonally who is this for like i've got a five-year-old daughter a 10-year-old daughter they absolutely still, love barbie i still it's, don't think i, I don't, don't think well it, it's it's not a kid's movie but i'm like is it pg is it going to be an m what is it and i, I don't know like, it's not been you no know, there's been no classification in the u.s here in australia but what yeah. i thought was interesting i mentioned earlier i watched super mario brothers the movie yeah, stop mentioning that, but sure. <laughs> they showed two trailers beforehand, and this was um, an event put on by Universal. First one mm-hmm. was um, that Kraken Girl movie, but the second trailer they showed before Mario was this. Not this, but the first trailer. They showed the first Barbie one, and I thought, well, that's interesting because there were a lot of kids mm-hmm. in the audience of Mario tonight, and it is a kid's family movie, and Universal thought, Let's put Barbie before that. And and again, I'm not expecting a kid's movie, especially in this second trailer. Like Ken's like, maybe, you know, we could stay, you know, spend the night together. She's like, why is oh, I don't know really. But it's like, so that you know, they're referencing adult things, but I, I don't I mean, know what it's gonna there's be. There's the whole there's the whole like exchange of like, like, what do they say? Like, oh yeah, I'll beat you, I'll beat you off. Like, oh no, I'll beat you off better or something. Yeah, no, 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 that's it. That's like, well, yeah, it's got to be an M, it, doesn't it? It's got to in be in this M. trailer when when they you know they're approaching, they're in the car, and they're approaching that sign. Then it's like you know to the real world. And I mean, I'm assuming the actual plot of this will be you know Barbie and Ken go into the real world. Maybe some other Barbie and Kens follow them as well. Um, but then it's sort of like this movie doesn't really show anything in terms of like what is. That? I mean, there's a scene that look they look like they're in an office meeting with some like real humans. Yeah, but like what is what is that all about? Is it like, could this turn into, you know, is this just going to be like a bag of laughs, fish out of water type story that unfolds? And it's just like, oh, look, these goofy characters don't know how to, you know, do anything in the real world. Ha <laughs> ha. Or is it like they get to the real world and then shit gets dark? Like, like does this a thing. take a twist and turn? Yeah, maybe it does. I mean, one thing I read is that Barbie is having a crisis of identity. And then leaving Barbie Land or whatever it's called, and goes to <laughs> the goes to the to the real world. I just said we've had, we've had two teasers now. That first trailer, I reckon, is going to show a lot more of them in the real. Mm. And I, I do think it is just those two that go to the real world. Like it's essentially going it to just seem... he tags along with his roller, roller boots or rollerblades. It just, I don't go anywhere without them. It just seems strange to have like some other, you know, bigger names, like, you know, like, uh, like Sam Liu and stuff, you know, as a, as a different Ken, just to have them stay in the Barbie. I mean, unless it bounces back and forth, like maybe they're trying to do something in Barbie world whilst, you know, trying to rescue them or send a the message. The cast is too big. The cast is too big to yeah. have them be all part of an ensemble. Like they released. No, that's true. Just before the second trailer, yeah, well, just before the second trailer came out, there's over twenty character posters. It is <laughs> it's ridiculous. Crazy. 
there's one character that probably didn't get a poster and they're just like, oh my God, I'm speaking to my manager. <laughs> That'll be someone. They can't give everyone a poster, but the cast is... It looks... It's, it's stacked, man. It's stacked. Like they have. It absolutely looks like they have. But yeah, I mean, the cast... I mean, Will Ferrell's in here. Like, it just... So many people mm. are just popping up. And he's one of the Barbies, so that's... Well, he's one of the humans. He's one of the humans. <laughs> yeah. And because and, each, each poster, it's got, you know... Um, this Barbie is, and then whatever it is. But then the human post is like for Will Ferrell, it says, please call me mother. So I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> is the, she's the narrator, but she also got a character poster, even though you're just going to hear a voice. Um, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this film is going to be. Uh, and the posters it's like saying this barbie is a this barbie is a and then whatever the job description is and then it gets to the pregnant character and it just goes she's midge (laughs) and this was and then i looked into it this was a controversial barbie because when she was released she was a pregnant barbie didn't seem to have a husband and didn't have a wedding band so it was a thing for a long time, and the character of Midge was very controversial. But he <laughs> is in this. I mean, the character Alan, by uh, played by Michael Sierra, is an actual like toy, right. and he's not a Ken. And that's he's not a Ken. There's only one Alan, and he's Alan. Um, he was the same size as Ken, so apparently the clothes were interchangeable. But it's a discontinued dull so it's like they're throwing everything in this movie at, but i don't yeah, know if you were like a if you're like a hardcore like followed the journey of 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 barbie and ken and that whole industry you know like like this movie might just be like the gold mine of of barbiness just with just references and things like that like that's crazy i don't know what is this it movie man? Like there's what so many this? deep cuts i remember the toys that made us. What a great show that is! I'm hoping. But the Barbie. Episode, well, the Barbie <laughs> I, that's the thing. I remember, like looking at the lineup. Okay, so I want to see that one. I want to see this one. Yeah. Maybe not that one. But I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to watch all of them in order. So I thought I'll just sit through it was like, over and done with. Barbie's one of the best ones. It was so. It was like My Little Pony. Hello Kitty and Barbie were literally, I think, the three best episodes. Right, yeah, no, so entertaining. And that's against, like, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Star Wars. Yeah, I'm very I never watched the curious. One. Very curious what this movie's <laughs> going to be. I'm, I'm just holding out for that classification. Each time they release a poster, I'm zooming in. Have they have they put a classification <laughs> on it yet? And and they haven't. And, and this is another one, I think, June, July. Like, it's not really... Sure. Yeah, yeah, I really that far, far away. away, but yes, that cast—it's just insane. I mean, I remember when they first announced it. Wasn't who was cast? Was it Amy Schumer? Like, apparently she was going to be Barbie for a while, and then it didn't work out. And then Margot yeah, Robbie was, came on board. Yeah, and it was, there was like a whole—it was a completely different premise, I think. To it, I think like the—I mean, the main theme of the movie was going to be—it was about like body image and something like that. So maybe it was. I imagine she probably would have been playing, like, I guess, like a, you know, a, a larger non-stick figure Barbie variant, and maybe things went from there, kind of thing. But that could have been pretty interesting. But this looks like, I mean, this looks like a celebration of Barbie. Amongst, it does, yeah, it, it does. Anything but, else that might be addressing 
throughout the movie. So, but again, it's July is when it comes out, and we still don't know what it is. Clayface will be in the Batman Part Two. Got to be honest, did not see this coming. I was thinking more <laughs> street level, but then we know Clayface to be this. You know, like huge hulking <laughs> monster, and um, it can change like his hand into like a like a hammer, like a solid object. He's gonna be, he's gonna be like an elephant man type thing. You know, like a disfigured, some sort of skin disease. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe hulking in some parts of his limbs. They're gonna do something interesting here. It's not gonna be yeah. That's I've got to be on it. Yeah, I, man. yeah. <laughs> I know what I was saying there, but no, that's absolutely how I think they would do it and fit into this world. World thinking is going to be you know someone with a natural disfigurement, as you say, master level skill with prosthetics, a master of disguise, if you will. Think um, the Dana Carvey movie <laughs> or not? No, oh. <laughs> but he's able to change change <laughs> things. Is able to uh, got that film. Um, yes, so I think that's what it's going to be. But but interesting because you know after the Batman, a different take on Riddler, Batwoman, fairly familiar, and you know Penguin. So I guess more so a different take on Riddler. But yeah, Clayface. I was thinking maybe Mister Freeze in the sequel, but no. Mr. Freeze could still be in the sequel. I mean, there were multiple villains in uh, in the Batman. Why not multiple in part two? Kel Mitchell wants to make a sequel to uh, the 1990s spoof movie Mystery Men. The superhero spoof was a box office disaster in 1999, but has gathered a cult following since then. I'm honestly surprised. Look, I mean, obviously... Uh, maybe I'm not surprised because of its disastrous box office and all of that, but I, there's a reason there was a cult following from it, and I love this movie. Like it, it's it's great. I'm surprised on those grounds that we haven't had, you know, especially in the world of like you know we've got streaming and stuff. It's a lot easier to get sort of a, a follow up done. Why has this not happened yet? But I'm excited to know that it might. I also love. Mystery Men, I wouldn't normally put a news story in here that is basically an actor wanting to make a sequel to a film he made in the 90s. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's yeah. talking about oh, but talking about it. I wanted us to talk about it. I mean, he's in the public eye again now because he's doing press for Good Burger 2, which is coming to Paramount+. Plus. And they obviously asked him about this or he brought it up. Who knows? But I'd like to see and something else in this course. world. No, get them all back. Ben Stiller, William H. Macy, Hank Azaria, like get them all back. All They're old them. now. They're yeah. all like, they're more disheveled than they were. Like, let's let's just do it. What it's does great. superheroes do? Honestly, they should just be retiring. Ah, <laughs> Mystery Man. Mystery Man's bloody brilliant. It is such a good film. I remember like watching when it first came out. I had it on VHS and I didn't know and it got bad reviews. I was just watching it in the 90s yes. as a film that no, I enjoyed. And then years later, <laughs> just hearing all the all the critics bash it. But yeah, no, it's a good film. The sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is arriving this December, adds 
Kamail Nanjani, Patton Oswalt, James Acaster, and Emily Aileen Lind. The cast is coming together. The, the one that jumps out at me, James Acaster, is an English stand-up comedian. Bit of an awkward type, very funny. They are shooting this movie in the UK. I don't know if all, but some. So it does make sense for some English casting. But yeah, not known as an actor, you know but he's going to be in this film. Look, there's some, yeah, there's some, uh, I mean, there's some good names here. It keeps driving me crazy when I keep hearing that this movie is coming out in December. Like, we're in April now, and they're still filming it. They're still adding cut, or at least announcing it. Like, it makes me think, like, there's not going to be much in the way of, when I say special effects, I mean, like, the digital special effects. A lot of this must be practical. There must be a lot of practical stuff. Well, that's what they did with Afterlife. Edit it, done. It's I think, a quick yeah, a lot of that was practical, and then they would just smooth it out with uh, with CGI, just mm. finish finish the shot. But y- you're right, though; it's weird to think we're getting the new Ghostbusters film this year. It's crazy this year. Um, what we're also getting, not necessarily this year, but it is coming. Um, and I guess Dwayne Johnson is is saying you're welcome. Um, a live action remake of Moana is officially in the works at disney and of course dwayne johnson um and Olil cravalho are set to return this is weird it's been i'm gonna say six years seven it's been it's been it's, it's been seven, seven okay. years okay. i i saw that this announcement <laughs> i saw this announcement video that johnson did on the beach with his, this, with, is it his daughters? With his daughters, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, on it's one hand, sweet. I've got no issue with this. Like, when my eldest was younger, she was all about Moana. I probably saw that more than any other kid's movie. Fortunately, really good film, great songs. Like, you know, my kids, she had the toys. Like, one year, she had a Moana birthday party. So I really feel like I lived Moana. Like, for some parents, it was Frozen. Well, most parents, I guess. But for my eldest, it was Moana's. I've seen it a lot in the car, the soundtrack. And hey, look, it's a good movie. Well, it is. It is a good movie. So when they announced, hey, we're doing a live action remake, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I looked online, holy shit. People are losing their minds. I mean, the time frame they've got issue with, they're saying it's not needed, leave it alone. For the most part, Live action Disney movies are just meh. Like there's nothing much to them. And it's like, <laughs> don't don't watch them. And if you're such a big fan of the animated Moana movie, instead of watching this new one, watch that again. I mean, that's it. All of those criticisms are they mean nothing. Because it's just like it doesn't really matter if they do a live action version. Like, it's they're not, not deleting damage. this one. They're not deleting they're not they're not, they're not recording over. <laughs> they're not recording over if the cartoon with the live action in. i mean again it's if we were to put our shoes in like hey let's talk business sense does this make any sense not really it's been seven years since the animated version that movie is actually pretty damn good what is the point what is like whatever but no movie ever really needs to be made it's just what we want and what they think but it's always it's always for a new audience like my so, so you know my eldest who i was talking about is now 10 she's going to be 11 12 when when this finally comes out she enjoyed the cartoon when she was younger she's probably more likely to watch this live action version i don't know like when they do 
a reboot or more so a remake, should I say, it's for an, a new audience, like an audience that wants to see a horror film, but not from the 80s. So then, you know, Michael Bay, he made that, you know, long list of horror movies, like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all of those, because it's for a teenage audience or a younger audience that doesn't want to watch something from the olden days, as my kids like, say. Again, it's not a criticism that really matters because it's like, whatever, they, they can do what they want and I guess it doesn't really hurt anyone. But again, if we're talking business, like, what new generation? It's the, like, essentially it's the same. And, you know, we've got things like Disney Plus and stuff like, like, like my daughter, she's six months old. But, like, when she starts watching movies, you know, like, two, three years when she can actually comprehend what's going on, it's like, I can put her in front of Moana and very easily access it, watch it, and she can fall in love and, and just enjoy it. And that's the, that's the magic of Disney. You can revisit these. Also, and it's not like it's not like putting her in front of, like, watching Snow White from, you know, like, whatever year, the, was that, like, the 30s or something? I don't know, however old that movie is. It's... It's not like oh look, it's old animation stuff. Like these movies still look yeah. Crisp. But one of the dolls still look great. Like, so yes, again, I mean it, it's it is what it is. I've got no issue with it. But what I was going to say, so on one hand, everything we just said there. On the other hand, <laughs> it feels like Dwayne Johnson, who's been very quiet on social media since the whole Black Adam thing, that this is him playing it safe. This was you know Moana was a, a hit for him. <laughs> I'll just go play something I've already done. <laughs> yeah, well, essentially, but I mean, is he yeah, is he going to get in? I mean, I'm blanking on his character. What's his character? I've, been a while. I've seen it so many times. Maui, Maui yeah, yeah it's Maui. been so what so long since I've seen it. Is he going to get in Maui shape, or is he yeah, just going to be? Have, he's going to have the hair, the bod, <laughs> but you know, like you know the song. <laughs> uh, I, I do, yeah. I just, I, I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's going to look like Dwayne Johnson in a wig. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> wait. he'll have a wig, but oh, he, no, oh but you know what? His, his I'm getting flashbacks movie. to Hercules. <laughs> Remember that the um, the Brett Ratner oh. film. Linda Blair is to reprise her role as Regan McNeil in David Gordon Green's The Exorcist reboot. He did it with Halloween. He brought back Jamie Lee Curtis, and he's doing it again here. So this is going to be, I guess, a sequel to the first film only. That's what he did with, with Halloween. But we don't know too much about it other than other than that, but it's interesting. I mean, Linda Blair, I, I couldn't tell you if she's even done anything else recently. I could, in fact, you know what? I know that she did The Exorcist, and I know she did The Exorcist spoof, repossessed with Leslie Nielsen. I could not tell you anything else she's done. We, we're going to have to do a very quick Google um, and just read some things that she's done. Savage Streets, Repossessed. Is that what you just mentioned? I, repossessed uh, is a spoof of Exorcist. Yeah. That's a spoof. Night Patrol, Savage Island, Stranger in Our Hand. She was on Married with Children. That's exciting. Uh, look, there's, there's not much in terms of big stuff here. But this is what she's known yes, for. She's been working. She's this stuff, is what she's mainly known for. It. She's set to reprise her role. And again, just like Jamie Lee Curtis did. I mean, the only... I like to think in my in my head that, like, that Exorcist TV series, which I thought was pretty good, uh, I like to think that was canon. And then we had we had Gina Davis, Davis play, you know, the grown-up version of 
of Reagan. Which would automatically that... discount it. Like, it can't be. There it is. That was a pretty good and, show. And, but the thing with that, though, that wasn't known until later on in the season. That was a, that was a good reveal. I enjoyed that, that first season. My Apologies, everyone, for that. It's been such a long time. They've had a second season. Sure, yeah. And then it got cancelled. It, it was a whole thing. It was a while ago. But I remember, yeah. yeah, like watching it and finding out that's who Gina Davis was actually playing because yeah, the character changed their name. name. Yeah, and that was good. I enjoyed that oh, first season. Well, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. Here we go, another trailer. Another trailer, but a TV one. Nick Fury is the most wanted man on the planet in the action-packed new trailer for Marvel's Secret Invasion. And can I just say, I have been the one of the biggest bashes of like the Marvel Studios television shows. I feel like they are just going downhill. They get worse every time there's a new show. <laughs> This looks fantastic. Like this just looks like this is the kind of vibe. There seems to be a seriousness to it that just gives it some sort of legitimate, hey, this is an actual thing that they've put heart, effort, and just, I don't know. It just reminds me of Marvel Studios of previous phases. And and that's but it also looks pretty dark, grim. Samuel Jackson gives it all the credibility. There's some fun shit here. There's some good actors that are that are thrown in there. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. No, me too. This looks and feels like phase one out of push phase two Marvel. It looks like they've gone back. It doesn't look like the current films. It doesn't look like shows like Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. It looks, this looks like, like early Marvel. This looks like a potential sequel to the win- to the Winter Soldier, like as in yeah. Captain America's Winter Soldier. You know, like it, we're in that world, like the espionage, boots on the ground. You know, like there's secret society type organizations working in the shadows. All that stuff. Like what political intrigue, what kind of crazy stuff. And I mean, obviously, I know like we've got scrolls in this and we've got this, that, and the other thing happening. And uh, but you know what? Looks sick. But <laughs> like, even I'm, even that like Winter Soldier, which felt very grounded and you know, intentionally felt like a like a, a 70s espionage thriller, it definitely had that feel to it. But then it also had a superhuman character running around. So yeah, yes, yeah, see this like that. You've got the aliens. It, it looks really good. And come on, like to get more Nick Fury, and we've had him before, the fake out in, well, I don't want to spoil it in case <laughs> somebody's not seen it, but this is actually Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. Yeah, it looks, it looks really good. We've got the first trailer. It was like six months ago or something, such a long time ago. And now this fresh trailer is out ahead of I... its June release. It comes out in June. Yes, we actually finally have a date because there was that whole thing with like all of the like, slate of TV shows where like the, they just went to coming soon rather than having a release date. We've got a final date. And so soon, in a month's time, I can say it comes out next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes out really soon. In fact, I can actually tell you, uh, no, I can't. I thought I had it readily available. Um, I don't have it available. Yes, I do. June 21st. There we go. That's, that's when 
it actually comes out. Like the end of June. Almost three end months, of June. <laughs> <laughs> almost three months. That's that's cool. Look, it looks good. Um, I'm just wondering when it's sort of set because it sort of talks about like Nick Fury's return. Is that like a return after being, you know, returning during the blip? Or well, is, is that it, what could we say? Because space and he's was there was the end of a film and we saw the real Nick Fury. He was in space, but I think most people have seen it. But just in case, we'll we'll leave it. Uh, but I don't think we're talking like a big time jump or anything. Although it's a mighty impressive beard. That, yeah, that yeah. has. has a beard, you know, he looks like he's had seen better days. Like, but we do yeah. see Don Cheadle back as Roadie, and you know, they've not given him a big beard or anything. So I don't think we're looking at like a massive time jump or anything. Well, he's, but, had, um, he's had access to razors from the looks of it. So that's <laughs> that's it. That's what does it. it all mean? Let's look into it. Um yep, that's it. <laughs> Wonder Man casts Demetrius Gross as Eric Williams, a.k.a. the Grim Reaper. And I was thinking, huh, I forgot this was happening. I completely <laughs> forgot that we were getting a Wonder Man TV show. And if you're unfamiliar with the character of Grim Reaper, he is the villainous brother of Simon Williams, Wonder Man. And Eric wields a high-tech Scythe with a Swiss army knife array of functions, which include full saw, missile shield, improvised helicopter, energy blasts, gas pellets, and electric stun shocks. I forgot. I forgot Wonder Man was even going to be a thing and that they were making it. Because I remember in the early MCU films, they, they teased... Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man. Remember when they had him in posters? Because Simon Williams in the comics at one time was an actor. But anyway, they're making the show. I'm like, oh, really? And then I remembered Yahya Abdul-Martin II is playing Wonder Man. I'm like, do you know what? I'm interested again. I'm interested. I went from forgetting it was a thing altogether. The casting has me interested and the conflicts between brothers one a hero, one a villain. But if I'm honest, like we've just been talking about Secret Invasion, which looks amazing. And now we're talking about what feels like another Disney Plus show. And I've been I've been enjoying them more than you have, a lot more, I've got to say. But Secret Invasion feels like, okay, so they're changing direction now. They're doing something a little bit different. And then... Uh, but no, we're still getting Wonder Man, which you know could surprise us, but it feels like just yeah, another one. Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, every every story has the potential to be like the next great thing, and and look, the MCU has the ability to to get back to you know its glory days of of, of shining. You know, like find that magic again. There's all potential, but look, this casting of um Demetrius as a groomer, like going up against um, oh, how do you say his name, Abdul. Yeah, yeah, um, Abdul Martin the yeah, second. He, he doesn't make Abdul. it easy. <laughs> I, I mean, not his fault. Um, like they're gonna they're gonna work good together. And I'm familiar with this guy from like, like he's in like the rookie and like that HBO show Banshee. He's he's a presence. I'll tell you, like he's he's a, he's not a he's not a small guy. Like he will make his mark. So yeah, let's see how this all unfolds. Um. 
still keeping it Marvel, Black Panther director, well, not, yeah, kind of, <laughs> not really Marvel, but Black Panther director Ryan Coogler is working on a new X-Files show that will have, well, a more diverse cast. So bringing, bringing those flavours into it. We had I, what feels like recently, ah, it's, been, it's been a few years, it's been a minute, we had that sort of rebooted, retooled, revamped X-Files. It was like an event. It was like an event, was wasn't like it? It was two seasons to it, wasn't it? Two and I think it was just I think it was one limited series. And they did they did the two did films. The twice? first one. I think it was just I think it was two. I mean, X Files, when when X Files was first on, when it was a new thing, it was amazing. And I've got to be honest, some episodes freaked me out as a kid as I was watching them. Oh, for sure, but yeah, then definitely Later on. <laughs> I mean, that first movie, I want to believe, good. I liked it. But then when they did that second movie with Billy Connolly, and it felt like an average episode at best of X-Files, and then <laughs> it went away for a while, and at one point, David Duchovny wasn't on the show, and Robert Patrick was in. Oh, it just, it started off as being like one of the best shows on TV, and then it just yeah. wasn't. And then they did that event, which didn't really go anywhere. And now the idea of making a new one, even with Ryan Coogler behind it, I just don't know. I just, I just I don't wanna, know if I'm interested. I just need to clarify. So, yeah, they did a the season 10 in 2016, six episodes, and they did season 11 in 2018. Right. So, yeah, well, I mean, they did. There you go. I mean, all up, the, the revamp seasons. 16 episodes all up. So, you know, it It just, it got to a point, what they were doing towards the end didn't really feel like the X-Files that I'd been watching and characters were doing things and things were happening. It just, yeah, really disappointing, to be honest. Um, And and look, if, if that felt different and you felt detached from it because of that, I guarantee getting this show, even, you know, Look, even if it's fantastic, if you're kind of wanting that X Files, well, I feel feeling, like this is going to be something completely different. Really, I feel like I've had it. I don't need it again. I, I don't know. Like, and again, it's going back to like new audiences. Like, this is for like a new audience. Yeah. I don't need to have a new Mulder or a new Scully. Or are they going to just have completely new characters? It's so look, early in development. Even the even the format of the show, like you know, obviously it was a bit more adult orientated, the you know, freaky stuff, a bit more violence and stuff. If you want a show where it's like you know, there's a there's a freak, a monster, some sort of thing of the you know of the week. I mean, we kind of got that again with like something like Supernatural. It's like if this is this would be whatever this ends up being like. There's potential that this is just the X Files, but because it's not Scully or Mulder, or like it's a different interpretation of them, it's just going to be a new show. And again, it might as well just be be a new show. A new show, yeah. and just having somebody like Ryan Coogler on board doesn't mean it's going to be a hit. Like I remember when they were revamping Twilight Zone, and Jordan Peele was behind it. He was going to be the narrator. And I'm like, wow, like Seth Rogen was in an episode and had a really good cast. And yeah, had, I was watching it. And there was some yeah, good. Some, it did, yeah, it did have some good ones. But got at the same it, time, got a couple of seasons, didn't it? I think it got two. But then I was like, 
you know, I've seen the Twilight Zone. I've enjoyed the Twilight Zone. God, I'm just like an old man. Back in my day, the Twilight Zone was... (laughs) Shake your fist at the clouds, man. Do it. (laughs) A Star Trek series set at Starfleet Academy has officially been ordered at Paramount+. Plus. This is an area of Trek in live action. There's been books, comics over the years, but in live action... We've not had too much of it, to be honest. The closest you get to is a cadet as a supporting cast member. But to actually spend time in Starfleet Academy, we've got it at the beginning of the first JJ Star Trek film. But then they quickly were on the Enterprise, going on missions, Kirk became captain. But this is going to be a whole series set around Starfleet Academy. And anything Star Trek... I'm open to. And don't get me started on Picard Season 3, which is some of the best Trek that I have ever seen. Hearing good stuff. Honestly, it is. Even for people that don't necessarily like like New Age Star Trek, they're like, no, this. Mind-blowing. I am gripped. Friday evenings, I am watching new episodes of Picard and what's great about it. And I know we're not talking about that. We're talking about this new show, Starfleet Academy, but what's great about Picard season three, it's not just like, Hey, what we're going to do, we're going to like, we're going to end Star Trek, the next generation. No, 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 no. It's not just next gen. It's Voyager. It's DS9. It's all of that. It's very much playing like a Star Trek legacy show. And there's talks that potentially we could get a, a legacy Series like Star Trek Legacy could be a thing, but it is just call it Star Trek Legacy. Yeah, yeah, but it, honestly, it is it is amazing. So more Trek, Paramount Plus, the home of Star Trek. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm less interested in Starfleet Academy than other areas of Trek, if I'm honest. But at the same time, I've not had too much exposure to it, so I'm open to it. You know what's funny? I mean, I've been saying for a while, like. You know, like modern Star Wars. They're not. Whoops. Modern Star Trek. Hang on. I'm gonna get letters. Uh, except for like, you know, like Worlds Beyond. That kind of goes back to like the roots of of Star Trek. You know, that world exploring sort of thing. I'm like, you know, it isn't really Star. It's a new version of of Star Trek, really, because like, they're doing different things. It's more action oriented, all that kind of stuff. But the, you know, at the core, this is still character based thing. Having said all of that, I'm like. The idea of having like a, a show set at Starfleet Academy, I'm like, that sounds really interesting. And of course, it'll still give opportunities for like as training exercises, going out and exploring, getting into space, doing stuff. But I think just being with a bunch of young characters, sort of interacting and learning about Starfleet, and interesting. What a what a different angle. It's hopefully it's not like I don't know something like scrub season nine where it's like hey we're just gonna we're at med school now we're doing this hopefully it's not garbage like that but it's yeah potential i mean the thing with star trek at the moment they're not taking away they're only adding you know whether it's star trek prodigy in animation lower decks strange new worlds picard is coming to an end but there's just so much star trek and it's ah i'm I'm loving it. But is it too much? No. It's absolutely, <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's not too much. And they, and they keep talking about doing, you know, in the Kelvin timeline that started with JJ, doing a Star Trek 4. 
and you know Chris Pine, all those guys, and it's like I like those movies except for two, but for the most part, I like those movies. I don't need a four. Like for me, Star Trek it just thrives on the small screen and it works better, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, so good. Now, here we go. Michael Cera, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and the entire Scott Pilgrim versus the World um, cast are set to return for a new Netflix animated series. Uh, We've got Edgar Wright's back to executive produce, and Science Saru will animate the upcoming series. So it's Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the anime. Who are doing the voices? The cast of the movie. It's and which ones? All of them. It is all, all of them, which is so impressive. You know me. I don't watch anime. I'm not into anime. Will I watch this? Absolutely. Um, I mean, look, I'm going to be here for it. Scott Pilgrim. You know, like based on you know, based on that comic book, and it's you know, like it's kind of like the the design of the characters and the art in that comic kind of lends itself. To, to like you know like it does well that's that's the and that's even, the style even in the live action film you know like some of the things like with what the like the the evil exes are doing and some of the action sequences it just oozes that anime over the top crazy style you know fight scenes and weird shit that's going on the the images you know like the some of the pop images on the screen and stuff it all lends itself to it like it's prime for the anime world. You sent me uh, like, you know, the the image of like the cast list, like, you know, it's like title, you know, the voice cast of the upcoming Scott Pilgrim anime. And I'm looking at it and it took me about 20 seconds to realize what I was actually looking at. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, they've got Michael Cera back. That's fantastic. Apparently this is Winstead. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Good. That's pretty exciting. That's amazing. All right, who else have they got to replace some of the other going through it? Hang on a second. <laughs> it's all of them. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. I mean, cool. Someone has some amazing negotiation skills, or everyone just feels like everyone else is doing it. I can't be left out. Oh, oh, let me in. Let me in. So either way, however it went down, it was very exciting. My Adventures with Superman, a new animated series starring Jack Quaid as Clark Kent, finds a new home at Adult Swim. The show was initially intended to premiere on HBO Max, but the recent restructuring at Warner Brothers Discovery has prompted many streaming series to be shopped around. So the last episode was talking about how Batman H. Crusader has found a new home at Prime Video. And I was wondering what's going to happen with this one. So it's now found a home because HBO Max, the home of Warner Brothers content, no, not anymore. With all the restructuring. So My Adventures with Superman, which is a comedy, has found a new home. It's just crazy how similar this is to that exact story regarding that Batman show. And I like the name of the show. It, it sort of plays on the, like, My Night with Superman kind of thing, the Lois, uh, Lois Lane sort of news story. So that's cool. Um, HBO Max's DC's titans finally debuts tim drake's robin costume so here we are talking about a visual 
on an audio. Most people would have seen it if they haven't. I will be including (laughs) it in the podcast artwork for this episode. It's a big deal because from season three, they've been setting up. They introduced Tim Drake, setting him up as Robin. And this is a show that had already given us live action Dick Grayson as Robin, Jason Todd as Robin, and then they introduced Tim Drake. And then season four, he's starting his training. But then it was announced it was going to be the fourth and final season. And we got the mid-season break. And it's like, we've only got a handful of episodes left. So during that break, we've got these images. It's like, right, great. And it looks like the influences, you know, it's part Dick Grayson, it's part Damian Wayne, a character we'll obviously never get to on Titans. But yeah, in the span of four seasons, we're going to get three live action Robins, which is pretty incredible. And the suit does look good. The actor looks good in the suit. What just a handful of episodes left. And then it's all over. Speaking of being over, that is ghosts is to end after its fifth series. The upcoming series will be the last. This is the original BBC show. I've recommended it on the podcast before. I love the show. There's a successful US version, which will no doubt go for about 10 years, but the UK one <laughs> chose to just go for five five series made up of maybe six episodes, and then the US one a lot more. Think... UK office, US office. I reckon that's how (laughs) this could potentially go. But it's a show that's coming to an end on the creator's terms. Like it's not been cancelled. They're saying we're going to go off and do different things. The fifth series will be the last. And isn't that like the best way? It's like on their terms, a natural finish concluded where it should be. Like, yeah, it's it's been a fantastic show. I'm not completely up to date. I'm only a couple of seasons in, but like fantastic British cast, you know, like the likes of yeah, the like the uh, horrible histories kind of, you know, lots of characters or actors that you're. Well, it's the actors there. that was in that. And, and then if you look yeah. at who created this show, it's an ensemble. There's about six creators, which you sure. wouldn't often get on a TV show. And one this of the is, actors, you know, like Michael, I think it's Michael Bainton or Matthew Bainton, he's going to appear in the US Ghost in an episode, but playing a different character to what it was in the UK one. Uh, so they're very much, you know, involved with with both shows. That's cool. And look, this is the first time I was introduced to Charlotte Ritchie. Um, and, you know, like, seen her on one of the seasons of um oh what's that show called with the with the, the you know like the, the taskmaster hilarious yeah, and then yeah. as a surprise i'm getting caught up with you yes i watched that show um with the wife of course um and she's like in this fourth season like the new female lead i'm like hey it's it's her so like she's i'm a big fan of her yeah no me yeah me too we got one final series but yeah no she's she's great all right, our last story is Stephen King's It prequel, Welcome to Derry, won't feature Bill Skarsgård as the iconic clown Pennywise. Of course, Skarsgård was Pennywise in the in both It Part 1 and Part 2, the Andy Muschietti films. 
So I guess the assumption has been that he would feature in some capacity. Machete, we know he's going to come back and do a handful of episodes. And if you look at it, chapter two, you did get to see the old picture, a character in the past, him in human form. But no, he's not coming back for, for the show. I wonder if it was maybe Bill Skarsgård's decision. Yeah, I just didn't want to do it. Maybe he's like, ah, oh, look, I've done that character. That, that's it. Or if there's other sort of creative decisions behind it, we want to do something a little bit different with Pennywise in this. Or maybe they just thought, ah, oh, look, let's save some money. Let's just get someone else. He's in makeup. Or there's Make a different focus. Yeah. We don't know what it's oh, going maybe, to be. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not going to be... The obvious, like it's going to take place in Derry, but maybe there's there's another supernatural yeah. element. Mm, which is pretty common for Derry, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommends. All right, what I've got. Now, I'm going to recommend a book, which is I think maybe the first time I've ever done this. Yeah, I think it is too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't think about it too much. Um, to be fair, though, I've only, I'm I'm probably almost halfway. It's a pretty big book, and I'm not that much of an avid like reader as such. But uh, it's not just a book; it's an autobiography um, by one Mr. Sam Neil. It is called <laughs> "Did I Ever Tell You This?" I'm. Um, I apologize. Uh, I'm laughing because. <laughs> I knew where that was going. I mean, and, and just yeah, as, but... as what people can't see, because this is obviously audio only, behind oh. you is a Sam Neill, Alan Grant action figure. That's right. <laughs> it's no surprise you to me. I would, um, I would hold the book up, but I left it at work. Like that's, <laughs> that's how I've been getting through it on lunch breaks and stuff like that. Um, this was an unexpected memoir. He wrote it just over the course of a few months in... 2022 um you know you might have heard in the news recently that there was like a bit of a, a cancer scare things seem all good now but it was sort of like during that time of him sort of resting taking a bit of time off work but look so far in you know in this we've got you know stories about different actors that he's sort of worked with from Meryl Streep Jeff Goldblum Sean Connery working with Steven Spielberg, stuff like that, um, sort of delves into how his career sort of started in, um, you know, back in New Zealand where there wasn't even a, like a movie industry or anything like that. And he sort of became, you know, got into acting and, and all that. And then there's just like, there's just weird kind of strange stories along the way. You know, like I would admit, look, if I was reading, you know, a memoir from Jeff Goldblum, I'm sure there would be, such wacky, crazy antics happening. But, you know, even from this, you know, the very humble Sam Neill, there's still a, a few crazy stories that this, that this man has um, has to tell and, and, and lots of fun, fun stuff from, like, you know, the sets of different movie productions and stuff, which, have, you know, is probably, like, where, where the main appeal is, you know, like just different projects that he's worked in, of, of course, the big one, you know, ones with dinosaurs and stuff. But, yeah, there's other things along the way that have... That has been so so far so good. Like it's a it's an interesting read, and I'm I'm liking it. 
Yeah, I mean, like you going back to that first Jurassic Park film, and I know he'd done other things before then, but that's <laughs> that's where I was first introduced to him. And yeah, always liked him. And during lockdown, the the videos that he was putting up online, like I mean, oh, like is a is a the, bit of a character, isn't it? So I'm sure piano duets with with Goldblum. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's some interesting stories in that book. Yeah, no, so far it's such a joy. Like it's just it is delightful. And again, pretty weird for me to find me, you know, reading an autobiography of uh, among anything, but just to have a book in my hand is is pretty weird. That doesn't have like pictures of like. Superheroes. But to me, knowing you, <laughs> it's not weird at all. I I know like you're presenting it as like you're not going to believe this, but I'm reading an autobiography by Sam Neill. <laughs> I'm like, I completely believe it. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. Yeah. Well, I guess that just goes to prove the, the point. It's like if I was to read a book, which again, I very rarely do, I admit it. I can read and I can read well. I, it's not like I don't have the ability. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't really enjoy it that often. But no, this this was something I'm like, I'm going to give it a crack. And I'm like, I'm into this. This is fun. I like it. So cool. So on the back of that, I've been watching a cartoon and I'm going to recommend. <laughs> I've watched moving moving pictures. <laughs> I am going to recommend Digman. Have you heard of this one? Oh, I, I haven't watched it though, but I have seen oh. what streaming service is this on? It is. is, it, is it... It's Paramount Plus. No, it's Paramount Plus. In the US, though, I believe it's Comedy Central and they've got it on that channel. But for us in Australia, it's streaming. If you're unfamiliar, it's the story. Well, the story takes place in a world in which archaeologists... Oh, there you go. There's a connection to, I guess, kind of what you were talking about. I was a paleontologist. Isn't it? Anyway, or was he even? I don't know. Let me just carry on with this. I think... <laughs> what is he? What's he doing? Anyway. Well, a paleontologist, dinosaurs and stuff. Uh, oh, there but, you go. Um, archaeologist rocks. Well, that's what this guy is. That's what Digman is. Archaeologists are really massive... Deep celebrities and the coolest people on the planet so there you go it's not actors it's archaeologists andy sandberg that's all you need to know i mean there's other things you need to know but that's the main thing you need to know andy sandberg voices the main character of digman and it's just so much fun i mean this is not a kid's cartoon this is an adult cartoon it's it's really entertaining but it just so happens before i watch this first episode I'm still listening to that podcast, Fly in the Wall, Dana Carvey, David Spade, and they're getting all like people on there as guests that were either on SNL as cast members or were guests. Well, they had Andy Samberg on there, and he was talking about, because something you need to be decent enough at is impressions. It's always useful as a cast member on SNL if you can do some impressions and he was asked one time can you do a nicholas cage he's like well i've not really tried and then he tried to do one and he did it on the show i shit you not when i'm hearing his character on digman he sounds like nick cage and he even kind of looks like him in the face i'm getting strong nick cage vibes from it but so far two episodes are out so again because it's on TV in the US, episodes are released weekly. So it's not a streaming dump. And have said in the past, like there's certain shows, you know, going back to Star Trek Picard, I like having a new episode each week. Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Digman, though, yeah, 
give me it all. I want to just sit and watch it all. I want to binge Digman, but I can't. I've got to watch it weekly. But it is, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And there's other, you know, people in there like uh, Gus Khan, a UK comic, Tim Meadows. It's a really good supporting cast. But um, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Yeah, look, I came across and I saw the, like I saw, you know, I saw like the image placeholder thing for like on the, on, obviously it must have been Paramount Plus. And I was like, oh, it looks interesting. I mean, I didn't look into it at all, but I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like an Indiana Jones type thing. I'm like kind of giving me like Koala Man vibes. That's on Disney Plus. It's sort of, you know, like that kind of animation style, maybe adult oriented. I'm like, okay. And I kind of enjoyed that Koala Man show. Pretty good Aussie humor. Um, so yeah, like I'll, I'll, I might wait until maybe there's a few more episodes just so I can have a bit of a run, maybe like four or five. And I can yeah, I reckon you'd get enough out of the pilot. The pilot does a really good job of setting up exactly what the show is going to be. So as, as, a, as a taster, you could watch the pilot and then maybe maybe save some up. But um, oh, it's okay. really good. It is really good. The, the comedy, the cast, the animation. But honestly, tell me you don't hear Nick Cage. From Andy Sandberg. Well, I'll I'll <laughs> i watch that first episode then and I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> you can report back. I will. Well, that's it for another episode of That Film Stew. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham, and stay tuned for our upcoming reviews of Murder Mystery 2 and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, when I eventually get to to watch it. You've watched it, you've said, a couple times. Anyway, thanks for joining us for another round of movie and TV news. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.